Hey everybody, welcome back to Going For Two with Jack Taylor. I'm Jack Taylor. And my name is Hunter too. And you are watching Disney Channel. I'm just kidding. That was it just to keep you on your toes. Uh, it's getting to the point where I feel like every game review episode uh, is just starting to feel the same because mm. we're just losing. So I had, to, I had to keep you guys on your toes there. Uh, this is Going For Two with Jack Taylor, like I said, and we are about to review our game against Texas A&M. Yep. So, what, what's, what else is in store for us, Hunter? Okay, so, as always, we're going to do our game review. And then we're going to talk about some of the other games because you and know it was it was a wild week in college football. Another another wild week. Uh, another and week. then, whoo, we are closing it out with some great Instagram questions. <laughs> we really did get some good ones today. Thank you guys once again for sending those in. Can't wait to read those. Uh, whew. Yeah, uh, like I did last week, I watched this game four times. Once again, you're a better fan than I am. Yeah, and I, <laughs> and this time my spreadsheet has graphs. Yeah, so I, I actually decided last week. I don't know if it's that I'm not a, a good Mississippi State fan uh, because I don't watch these games four and five times afterwards, or if I'm only a Mississippi State fan because I don't have to watch them four and five games five, five times. I wouldn't watch one of our good games that many times, but you're a brave man. Yeah. Yeah, so unlike last week, we're going to try not to be so doom and gloom. I mean, everyone knows we're bad right now. Yeah. So like, We're not, we're not going to go to to get the offensive line to beat down our door for making fun of them. Uh, maybe they'll just block us, though. Yeah. Uh, okay, so... <laughs> That'd be a positive. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so speaking of positives, that's what we're going to start out with. And we Which have we about, actually have some of them. We, we have a few of them. Yeah. Okay, you want to take number one? Yeah. So, once again, uh, we're, we're going to continue to sing the praises of Zach Garnett. He has just been incredible this year. Um, another really good defensive week where we saw two long drives for Texas A&M. The other, we gave up four touchdowns as a defense, but two of them were on very short fields. One due to a blocked punt, one due to a KJ Costello fumble. But the other two were, were long drives. And uh, so those, those two, I mean, there, there's work to be done, but still just a, a great Great week for what is becoming the best defense in the SEC. Yeah, statistically we are, so yeah, that's good to see. Um, I just think Zach Arnett's going to get better and better every week. It probably won't hold out next week against Alabama, but, yeah. you know, who who's supposed to? <laughs> Not us. I mean, definitely some games against uh, Bama and Georgia that, you know, you can't expect many defenses in the country to hold up against. But, I mean, we, there are a lot of winnable games coming up that – Keeping points off the board for the other team is going to be really important. So mm-hmm. excited to see him. And speaking of a winnable game, this game, this was one of them. Yeah. yeah. At some points, it really felt like it was fifty-six to zero. But I mean, you go in halftime down two scores, and realistically, you could be down, you know, fourteen to seven. You know, with a, with a good closeout drive there at the end. You know, penalties kind of hurt us there, but it it was a it was a two possession game at halftime. Yeah. And that's that's what you. That's all you can ask for, mm-hmm. really, with a struggling offense like this. Yeah, we've so. won the games worse into halftime than that. Yeah. Okay, second positive. The QB change appears to have happened. Uh, last week, we weren't big Will Rogers believers, but the team seems to play better when he's in. And yeah. I don't know if that's Texas A&M stopping, taking their foot off the gas or what, but the team plays better when he's in. Yeah, so... I was at this game. It's the first game I've been able to go to this season. So I was at Davis Wade Stadium, and aside from the pick six and the offensive touchdown, Will Rogers stepping onto the field was the biggest applause that I saw. What about the five-yard scramble? I heard that guy. Five-yard scramble from KJ Costello was extremely unexpected, so that got some applause, and so did the two uh, girls that ran onto the field and were dragged off by state troopers. That that got some, some heavy applause, especially from the student section. So. <laughs> I'm sure it did. But. Okay, so I did my spreadsheet, you did. And, and I did 
clean plays and dirty plays. And I got their yards per play on the clean plays and the yard per play on all plays. Yeah. And KJ had 2.44 yards per play. That's every play. And then his yards per clean play was 8.15. Yeah. So that's with everything going to plan. That's with good blocking. Receiver catches it. That's it. 8.15 yards per clean play, okay. which is pretty okay. And then when Will came in, his yards per play was 5.09. Mm-hmm. And that one's a football game. Yeah. And then his yards per clean play was 11. So yeah, it put, that, the change appeared to work. Team plays better when he's in. Cole Smith to left guard was a good move. Yeah. I think he played a whole lot better there. Yeah. So I definitely think that the, the change probably happened about two and a half quarters too late. <laughs> it, yeah. it happened about halfway through the third Maybe quarter. Maybe a game too late. Yeah. But um, definitely there was a lot of lot of energy. Obviously, when Will came in, he was a lot more decisive than KJ. Um, KJ didn't have as many picks as we've seen this year. He had he had the one interception. Um, Barely had time to throw a pick with that offensive line. Yeah, but he had that one interception in the first quarter, and that was really due to just, you know, the rhythm was there. He just kind of got tunnel vision and, and made a deep pass across the middle that wasn't really there. I kind of I was in the student section in the end zone, so I kind of saw that one happen the whole way, and it just – it wasn't a, wasn't a great decision, but Will was a lot more decisive with his passing and, and keeping short, and then finally was able to break off that long pass play for the touchdown. Yeah. It was good to see a touchdown on offense. It was. It was yeah. incredible. <laughs> I didn't think we were going to see one. I I forgot what it felt like. Yeah. I was I was completely content, you know, going into halftime down two scores, getting a defensive touchdown, which we hadn't seen one of those this year for yeah. our team. We've seen a lot against our team, but uh, seeing, um, seeing us get one of those was, was pretty fun, too. Yeah, and... A lot of our positive plays this week were from our freshman players. Yeah. That pick six was by Emmanuel Forbes, which is true freshman. Yeah. Will Rogers came in and made a difference. That's true freshman. Marks and Dylan Johnson continue to improve. So, yeah. I, I think our freshmen had a pretty good day. Yeah. And going back to that pick six, what a weird play that was. <laughs> like, from my view, I thought the ball just bounced up, maybe even went like four or five yards back. The ball bounced like 10 yards back from where it was hit, and I don't know if it was swatted or hit off a helmet or what happened, but what a what a weird play, and just kind of fortunate that Emmanuel Forbes was in the right place at the right yeah. time. It's, it's, it was a wild play. I, I was hyped to watch it. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty excited about it, and that was, that was the most excitement that I saw that day. Okay, so... That's really all we got for the positives. We, yeah. we tried to get as many as there were. And I think there were definitely more than we expected, you know, going yeah. in against the number 11 team in the country after how there we There was looked. more positives than last week, which yeah, is good. For sure. Positives but, are good. Yeah. So I'll, against I'll, a much take, better team. I'll take some positives against the, a top 11 team in the country, okay. who's now number 17 yeah. in the country. Okay, so on to the negatives. Yeah. Our offensive line, again, is terrible. Yep. So there was a stat... From the Split Zone Duo podcast. And Mississippi State got blitzed just twice all day. Yet they still gave up the highest rate of pressure, hits, sacks, hurries of any team in FBS this week. Except for the service academies. <laughs> Which. <laughs> that's bad. That's, that's just. That's horrible. Uh, almost yeah. impossible to do. So, and I don't know how exactly you allow that. And. So a blitz is just bringing one extra person yeah. than, than the men on the and line. And they did that once. And so they did that twice? Yeah, that right? twice. Okay. So, um, I mean, I, it, I it seemed like the, like the Texas A&M D-linemen were in our backfield every single play, and KJ Costello couldn't get away from them. Will Rogers 
I, mean, I felt like did a little bit better of a job, but still couldn't. You know, mm-hmm. it, it was it was bad. It was zero fun for everyone involved, yeah. including us. Yeah, yeah. So it it wasn't good. Uh, Cole Smith moving the left guard was a bright spot of this game. I thought he looked more comfortable in that position. Yeah. And did he only come in because uh, Quatravius Johnson, old Dollar Bill, got hurt? Nah, they just moved Island out to right tackle on that one. He he got benched when oh, okay. Dollar Bill came in. So, gotcha. yeah, I, I think our guards just did not have a good day. So, yeah. Doesn't seem like you know, it. you just put Cole Smith at left guard and, and he did a better job. Yeah. So but once again, it, it was just really painful watching our offensive line try to block this week. We were in, we were in Spain without the S on that one. It was just, it was painful. Yeah. So I have some statistics, you know, because I have a spreadsheet. Yeah. And you have a spreadsheet. I have a spreadsheet. Wow. And on our sixty-two plays, we had an offensive line issue on twenty-five plays, and 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 that's not a good thing. That's uh, it's just, it's just not not that's horrible. Yeah, not good. So, if we clean that up, maybe we'll be okay. And when our offensive line played good, we we were we were moving the ball pretty yeah, well. I understand that the defense we were playing against is different week one against LSU, but LSU's got a good D line and KJ had time, so we know that we have potential to block, I guess. But we just haven't seen that in the last three weeks. Yeah, has not been a good time. One thing that we did allude to Friday was that Kylan Hill may not be playing in this game. And no one actually knows what yeah. the reasoning is for that. We're not going to get into that. That's for the team and Kylan to figure out. Mm-hmm. We're staying out of that. Yeah. All we do know is that Kylan has has posted like on Twitter that he's like he's still on the team. Yeah. So that's what we're going to assume and just kind of stay out of that until we know uh, anything else. At yeah. All. Okay, so. so Marks and Dylan Johnson are not Kylan. No. They're they're both improving marks. At least this time he was in position for a block. Yeah. In the backfield, but he just completely got destroyed. Yeah. But I think know. I think out of those two guys, you're gonna see marks a little bit more. Dylan Johnson you know, touched the ball a little bit, was just in some bad positions. I feel like, yeah. and so he you're not gonna see him explode this past week. But uh, marks had a few plays, a mm-hmm. few, few good runs, and. Um, but like we said, neither of them are Kylan Hill. Yeah, when, not when, many people are. When we would run stretch, um, the linebackers would flow really hard over to the play side, and there was a cutback opportunity almost every time on those plays, like like a good one, like eight yards of green grass. And I would have liked him to hit that a few times because I think he gets like 20 yards on that. Yeah. Yeah, because Marks is really fast. Yeah. So one guy that we've talked about all year long for Texas A&M is a guy named Kellen Mond. Who we did see at quarterback uh, again for the for the nineteenth year, and so uh, he it seemed like he was in the backfield for nineteen years. We couldn't get any pressure on him. Like he 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 had all day to do what he wanted to, and still didn't really do much. Yeah, we know? had two QB pressures on the day. Our, yeah. our our DBs played great. They really did. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like we said, there was just. Kellen Mond didn't have a spectacular game by any means. He missed a lot of throws. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was just very inaccurate and, you know, didn't seem to be too decisive. I mean, there were, there were some long drives that he, he kind of commanded, but the talk of the LSU or the A&M offense is the running back. Uh, is his name Stiller? Isaiah Spiller. Isaiah Spiller, okay. I mean, he was, he was their guy, you know. Yeah, did, it was the best running back we faced, and he – he did pretty good against us, yeah. and uh, he he was really good at getting to the edge. I mean, he he wasn't a blazing fast guy who's gonna you know 
break off a 90-yard run or anything like that. But he would get to you the You mean edge. like Derrick Henry? Yeah, Derrick Henry. The <laughs> you know, blazing guy. fast guy. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, I mean, he, he was good at getting to the edge and getting them first downs and a few touchdowns there. So. Yeah, I, I really can't argue with, like, being bad against one of the SEC's best running backs because last week he went off against Florida. Yeah, he really did. Yeah. So, I, I really don't know. Uh, our D-line didn't get, like, any pressure on yeah. Mon, so. I mean, every week until now, I feel like we've been in the backfield quite a bit. I think we are, you know, at least in the upper third of the SEC in sacks, and we just we didn't show that this week. Mm. So. Okay, so that's all, like, all like looking at the game that we have. And now it's time for my spreadsheet to come out. Oh, yeah. Okay, so on clean plays, our offense generated 227 yards. <laughs> funny, funny thing about that is we had 217 total yards on the game. So in 38 plays, we have negative 10 yards. Okay, okay, that seems like an issue because at that point you're negative 0.26 yards per play. So I took out the sack plays and I subtracted those yards. I subtracted those plays. Yeah. And we were left with 37 yards to gain in 32 plays. Mm-hmm. So that left our yards per dirty play at 1.15 yards. So when everything did not go perfect, we were terrible. Yeah. And that's just one phase of the game. Not not like a dirty play isn't everything is just collapsing. That's just that the one thing going wrong. Okay, okay. But on a lot of the plays, a lot went wrong yeah. all the time. So, so well, it, I did not fact check you on any of this. But I didn't feel like that was necessary. So don't worry. I'm assuming you know what you're talking about. I fact check myself for some reason. I don't know. I'm I'm really bored. Yeah. Maybe I should try doing schoolwork instead of this. Yeah, but you know. So. Yeah. So on our clean plays, we got 9.45 yards per play, which and is, which is great. That, that wins a game. Yeah. And our yards per play, just everything outright, was 3.5. And if anyone wants to see the spreadsheet, it's on our it's on our Twitter. So go check that out at Going for Two. Yeah. Same username as everything. It's up there. You can look at it. No one probably will because I'm the only person boring enough to watch this. <laughs> so, all right. Well, that's enough for our game. Uh, it's still just kind of too painful to talk about another loss. Uh, so we're gonna move on to some other games. And like we said, it was an insane week in college football. Upsets all around. My predictions were two for two and eight uh, this week. Uh, with one of the games getting wrong was picking my own team to lose. So um, that always hurts a little bit more. Yeah, that makes it a little bit more painful. But um, just a, a fun week of SEC football. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to the marquee game. I think is the Georgia Bama game, which turned out to be a blowout there in the second half. Yeah, uh, seventeen point Bama win. What do you see from both of those teams that we still are yet to play? Uh, Stetson Bennett isn't fantastic. Um, yeah. I, I don't know why they're playing their third best QB. I mean, I guess he played pretty good against Tennessee, yeah. Arkansas, but I, I'm i not a Stetson Bennett believer. I know Jones and his bones and everything, but I'm just not. Um, you dropped Jones and Jones in my bones before I did on this podcast. Hey, so I, I just want to let the record hey, I show. I went to Jones, let the record show. Okay, dual credit classes, mate. <laughs> yeah, dual credit. Let's go. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, and Alabama is insane. Just, just weapons everywhere. Najee and Devontae Smith. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. Mac Jones, I don't look at him and just see something spectacular. 
but the numbers kind of speak for themselves. You know, I mean, he's putting up 400 plus yard yeah. passing yard games. Like through these four games, better than Tua yeah. through the first four of last year. Alabama's and, definitely getting back to their typical, you know, have a boring quarterback and a fun offense. You know, yeah, you, know. you know, Tua kind of Tua and Jalen Hurts kind of ruined that there for a few years. We had to watch a fun. Lane. We had to watch a fun <laughs> quarterback there, but uh, Mac Jones just kind of boring. But man, he gets the ball in his <laughs> people's hands and they go off. Yeah. So it it was a pretty bad weekend for Georgia sport teams, wasn't it? Wow, I did not expect that bomb to get dropped on me. Now I was waiting for the Instagram questions for that, but yeah, uh, I did get to stay up and watch my Braves uh, collapse. I'm and sorry, losing a game seven, but my World Series prediction did have the Rays winning it all. So uh, I think me and all sports fans everywhere are hoping that the Dodgers will lose. World Series. Yeah. What does Kershaw need? World Series? Okay, if any Dodger is going to get a ring, I really do hope. I, I hope for him that they get a ring, but not for anybody else. Mookie <laughs> Betts, I hope. Stop. Stop. Um, all right, well, that brings us to game number two, and that was Kentucky at Tennessee. And, man, if you thought that KJ Costello was bad at football, Jared Guantanamo Bay is even worse. <laughs> like, two back... Okay, like like I know we get some pick sixes here, and I know we get some interceptions, but two on back to back drives. Whoa, that that's that's way out of KJ Costello's league. <laughs> and then they and then they put in the backup, and he threw up an interception the next play. Man. And this is another week of showing that Kentucky is not good at football. Kentucky uh, is not good. Like their their offense, especially. They continue to be given games yeah. somehow. Uh, I mean. Ole Miss did their best to give them a game. Oh, yeah. And you can't. know, their kicker just had the miss, too. So, I, Kentucky, I, I'm I, not I a don't, believer. I don't know how they're 2-2. Two and two. I, I don't know how they're, like, really close to being 3-1. and one. Yeah. I, I do not get it. No. Terrible, terrible offense. Um, defense completely bailed them out this game. They blew out Tennessee uh, strictly because of the defense. So, yeah, I've never heard that one before. Well, we're moving on to game number three, where another man, confusing you, team. You hate to see it. Ole Miss just gets, you know, completely surprised by Arkansas uh, with Matt Corral throwing six interceptions. Did he throw two pick sixes in this game? Yeah, two pick sixes here too. Um, that's something that KJ Costello has never done. Let the record show at Mississippi State, he's never thrown two pick sixes in a game. Has nope, really he never has. <laughs> It was really close to doing that against Kentucky, but oh yeah, I forgot I counted show. that one. Uh, Matt Corral did that before KJ Costello. So, who's the best quarterback from California that plays in Mississippi every week? Who knows? <laughs> uh, you you tell me. But tell us a little bit about what that Arkansas defense did. Uh, apparently, rush three, drop eight is just the universal. You're beating <laughs> what you do against a Mississippi football yeah, team. Yeah, I, I, I don't yeah. know. We have Lane Kiffin and we have Mike Leach, and the same defense works against both of them. I, I, I don't get it. Ole Miss has a five-star running back, and he had like a pretty good game. Just But if you didn't didn't know that, Arkansas, the same defense they ran against us, they completely had us had our heads spinning. They did the same thing against a, um, a non-air raid Ole Miss team and completely just threw them for a loop. And it was it was funny to watch because Matt Corral just I mean it was it, it was brutal he was throwing to Arkansas like I the entire I started game. to kind of go for Matt Corral I was like <laughs> dude this dude he has to be up there on the Heisman and 
I guess yeah. I just have a curse of whoever I say is up there in the Heisman rankings <laughs> will go and have a multiple interception game the next yeah. game. So, and, you know, if you were wondering, you know, is Lane Kiffin going to substitute Matt Corral for um, John Rice Plumley? Um, the answer is no. Uh, he's not. He said, uh, I'm a big ride with who got you here guy. He was keeping Matt Corral in that game the whole time, and I think that he's going to keep on going with Matt Corral because yeah. that is his quarterback. And uh, our last game of the day, in the SEC at least, is Auburn at South Carolina, which who saw this coming? Because I want to talk to the person that did. Hey, Gus is halfway to his four losses for the year. Yeah, I mean, a typical Auburn year is 8-4. and four, And uh, so in a 10-year season, I can only assume that that means probably 5-5, five and 6-4. Five, and four. And Bo Nix with three interceptions. He he was flustered yeah. at the end of that game. I saw on the sidelines, you know, he's getting into arguments with his receivers. Mm-hmm. There's just a lot going on there, and Auburn is just not not looking good. Uh-uh. They squeaked out a win against Arkansas, who uh, is now two and two. Arkansas should be three and one and ranked right now, and that is the weirdest thing ever. Yeah, but um, Auburn just might not be might not be the team that. Don't worry, Gus Malzahn will not get fired for this. No. He hired Chad Morris to get fired for something. <laughs> That's uh, right. Oh, uh, Gus. Well, that is it. All that is all that we have for the other games in the SEC this week, and that brings us up to Instagram questions. So, uh, it, once again, you know, if next week you want to ask us an Instagram question, all you have to do is DM it to us at Going for Two. Usually, we'll put a question box in our story a few hours before the show, and you can do it that way, or you can just DM us. So. Okay, we forgot to say who won the picks last week. Oh, yeah, so uh, Brooks Taylor, once again, I think this is his third week in a row. Back to back. He went 2-8 and eight in this. He is our picks leader. So that, if that just tells you anything, it means that you should send in your picks next week. You'll definitely have a shot. Not taking anything away from Brooks, because I was 2-8 and eight as well. Hunter was, at, well, what, 3-7, and seven, I think? Yeah, some, somewhere around so, there. I mean, Hunter, out of out of the two of us, was the winner. But Brooks okay. Taylor, um, of all the of all of our listeners, is taking home the crown once again. So congratulations, Brooks. Okay, so okay from our great friend the Bellsmith, is KJ done? All we can say is hopefully. Yeah. And I, and it sure does look like it right now. Yeah, I I don't think that he will start any more games. You know, obviously, you know, if Will Rogers gets his helmet taken off or something. We'll see KJ for a snap or two. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Relive the memories of the LSU. That's going to be weird looking back at the SEC record book. Like, yeah. In like 15 years being like, oh, that guy? KJ Costello? <laughs> really? That guy was terrible. <laughs> but uh, for the time right now, obviously nothing's official, and Mike Leach wouldn't say it is official even if it was, but I don't think KJ starts anymore. No. But, you know, we could be wrong. Yeah. We yeah. usually are. So. Yeah. I mean, maybe we should say that he's not done so yeah he'll get benched okay from brooks taylor move forward with will question mark yes yes i think so um once again i was kind of roasted by nathan taylor last week for saying that garrett schrader should get some snaps at qb uh that was a bit premature what do you think about my maiden comments uh i think we're fine with maiden because maiden's still a quarterback garrett schrader is not going to touch what number is he wearing Okay, yeah. I saw Garrett Schrader wearing the number 39 the other day. Poor guy. Uh, what a for, fall from stardom. <laughs> but that was just for uh, special teams plays. He takes off that jersey and puts on number six for uh, offensive possession. Speaking of some quarterbacks that switch numbers to unconventional numbers, 
Keaton got in. Keaton Thompson, yeah. He got like 77 rushing yards the yeah, other day. Just running the football, catching the football, passing the football. Yeah, so basically like one of their quarterbacks went out and they had two average guys. And then they put them together and lost by 21. So, yeah. you know, you know. If you were wondering, that was one of the games that we predicted wrong. Because said, why would we I'd, ever think that Wake Forest is going to win a game? We said, I'll never bet against KT. Okay, so another one from Brooks Taylor is, what can be done with our offensive line? Um, just recruit new ones, honestly. I'm just kidding. I really have no idea. And that may be the answer. Yeah. If we had some like other tackles, I'd like to see Charles try at right guard, because I, I think that he'd play really good there, but he's our only tackle that is doing anything remotely good right now. Yeah. Hunter's definitely the guy to go to for any questions offensive line related or anything x's and o's related i'm just kind of here for comedic relief yeah you know <laughs> color commentary yeah there we go okay reese Ishi, copy and paste why should we watch mississippi state football anymore look this this weekend was promising i was expecting a four score game and we we kept it at least a little close so if that gives you any sort of promise or hope or anything that's why you keep watching mississippi state football so I, I cannot say it any better than that, other than to watch Zach Arnett. Okay, and then our last question of the day is from Drew Robinson. said, is Kentucky legit? Can they... Nope. Okay. <laughs> uh, can they give any big school trouble this season? Um, you to know, this point, we've seen them play us, Ole Miss, um, Auburn, and Tennessee, I believe. Yeah. And they've just they win the games that they're given somehow and yeah. sometimes don't win the games that they're given and yeah so when, when you talk about big schools that they're going to play the two in the east are florida and georgia two teams that don't give games away mm. you know texas a&m had to play the game of their season to beat florida and even though florida's defense might not have looked just pristine in that game kyle it, trask played amazing in it that still game. took a, a really good texas a&m offensive day to win mm-hmm. i don't think kentucky has the firepower to have a good offensive day against anybody much less florida yeah um, so benny snow isn't there yeah and terry wilson's just not the guy mm-hmm. and um especially not georgia you know uh, just i don't see that happening no uh we we kind of touched on that earlier that kentucky isn't a good team we haven't seen them play just a good game um they've they've been giving games and they've won but no i don't think they're legitimate okay who's better kentucky or arkansas Ah. Uh, I might go Arkansas. I'm going Arkansas on that yeah. one. Mm-hmm. You know, third third favorite team in the SEC West. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I know we just said that Kentucky is giving games, and then we say Arkansas is better. Arkansas was given six interceptions by Matt Corral the other day. Yeah, and then still... uh, Still almost gave it away. Yeah. Know? And they almost gave our game back to us, you know, when we played them. So neither team is just spectacular, but they both have a better record than we do. They other than Georgia us. and Alabama, who is spectacular in the SEC, though. Yeah, honestly. And, you know, we saw those two teams play, and Bama won by 17. So. Yeah, but, you know, we'll get to see a good rematch. Yeah, absolutely. Not Florida winning out. All right, everybody, that's going to do it for our Instagram questions, and that's going to do it for our show as well. So um, if you guys have any suggestions on what we can do Thursday for a show, since this is a bye week, uh, just send in your suggestions, whether that's going to be just all Instagram questions for a show or just previewing the other SEC games. Whatever you guys want to see, that is what we will do. So, or maybe a live stream. Maybe a live stream as well. Uh, so anything is a possibility. Fun. Yeah, we could do that on Instagram Live uh, if, if that's what you guys want to see. 
So just send in those suggestions. Also send in any questions that you want us to answer on Thursday, and we will be glad to answer those on the show. Uh, So once again, thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. the entire episode. (laughs) Dan Mullen.